What is that with the the? It's like sounds like you have flatulence. It's it's a it's a radio. What is it? It's, it's like a radio thing. It's with Gerd's disease. Plosives, plosives. It's a plosive. That's what it is. Yeah, I I can hear your your mouth plosing it all over the place. Yeah, Pedro boys. You, we we both don't have like pop filters, so I, why do you Pedro keep doing? boys with Josh and Pete? All right. Um, look, I try to bring a little something different every episode. Some people will listen and think, "Oh, what's Josh gonna do this week? What crazy zany thing is that wild card gonna do this week?" I sure do like figuring out whatever he's got in mind going on up there, and I'm what, probably listening to that. What would Bumble uh, can? listener do we have in like montana that you're describing oh <laughs> big city josh and big city pete talking Pedro boys talking. <laughs> oh well get down to the nitty-gritty <laughs> oh boy pete i think you might be canceled you're the one that's talking no, I think you country might be bumpkins anyway I'm talking in a quiet voice throw it on the throw it on the a, twitter problem with impressions Pull. of people in a library Whose impressions do you like more, listeners? Pedro slash Pete's or Josh's? Um, Clevin, a, why don't you go throw that up on up there? And that is our intern. Yeah, we should have an impression off. I told people in one of our episodes long ago that if they sent me, what was it, like a monologue and a mood or something, I would act it. Whatever. What are we talking about? What is this show? Pedro is with Josh and Pete. Mandalorian Chapter 5, but first, look. Man, I like Star Wars. Um, yeah, Um, well, (laughs) I mean, I've actually heard Josh do this a couple times before, where he's like, man, (laughs) I like Star Wars, but screw this. Oh my gosh, I hate this so much. (laughs) You did this, like, I think it's celebration. Five, at five least, minutes ago. At least five <laughs> times in celebration, you're like, I like Star Wars, but like, ugh, celebration. It's uh, too much. No, that was different. Celebration, that was logistics that were frustrating, not the Star Wars that was frustrating. I mentioned it uh, on an episode. It's come up before in recent episodes. I don't know if it was Pope or Pedro, Pope or Pedro, but um, that. My girlfriend Kristen mentioned that she was getting a little frustrated with the marketing for Rise of Skywalker because it was all the end of an era, this is the end, one last time, yada yada. And it hadn't really occurred to me until she had mentioned it, but it it, it did start to really stand out oh, to me see, in all the marketing. Oh, see, complete opposite. Complete opposite, Josh. You're, you're a fan? I, working on they you? have done so many like cool posters. Like... You the go posters on, I like. You go on Instagram and you're like, that's yeah. a sick poster. And then you go oh, again and you're agree. like, I like that poster too. And then absolutely you agree. check back three hours later and I'm like, a new poster? I like that one looks nice too. And then For you sure. go back and I'm like, an X-Wing versus that many Star Destroyers? What? Was the, and was then the they go back and they're... for a long time. And I... Oh, man. I um, have I'm not updated talking about posters, my, Oh, my gosh. Posters... Are insane. I'm so happy about the posters. For sure. Big, big posters guy over here. Okay, great. Um, I'm talking about this, the la- latest 
promo type thing I saw released. This like friendship oh, promo. Just ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. There's like they're, seventeen different Rise of Skywalker really, trailers. But this one, there's a few that are like mini featurettes that show behind the scenes footage from. I was gonna say the saga. But as hard as they're riding on the saga, hey, I don't see any behind-the-scenes footage of Hayden Christensen in there. It's all, like, behind-the-scenes of, of A New Hope and, like, young Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill smiling and then, like, Daisy Ridley and Oscar Isaac smiling and stuff. And this, like, friendship one, it's, like, a, it's like a bit much. Like, they're really – it just was very saturated and, and, like, felt – I was feeling manipulated unsuccessfully. Manipulated. It was. It was a bit. I'm kind of, and I'm already. In, I'm at the point where I have to. I'm. I'm going to be straying away from social media anyway because we're getting. You know, pretty soon here. I'm sure critics will start to see it and reactions will start pouring in, and so I'm going to have to stay away from all that stuff. But yeah, I don't. This whole talking at your heartstrings marketing campaign they're doing is um, really rubbing me the wrong way. And it's. I mean, based on our Twitter account, it seems like a lot of people are very into it. I certainly don't begrudge them that but for me i kind of i don't know i wish they wouldn't it feels i mean are, are you are you saying that they should show to an equal degree padme anakin and obi because it's a much different I'm, relationship I'm if, i mean if this marketing campaign were earnest and they actually were trying to be like the end of the Skywalker saga, that that would be a part of it. But that's not what it's about. It's yeah, not about killing the saga. The it's about it's manipulating that, people's nostalgia. Yeah, but that's nostalgia. giving away the story, though. Because I couldn't disagree more. Because there's Anakin, Luke, and then what is it supposed to be? Ray is supposed to be Kylo, and then once you determine that through marketing, it kind of just gives away the whole story. So I think that the promo isn't somebody connecting yarn and packs from one character to another. It's just footage. I I have zero uh, interest in Anakin being included in it. I mean, it's just. Yeah, but you have zero interest in them, period. You told me to ignore them. You don't have any interest in these regardless. No, I like, getting, I like I like one, two, and three. I just rewatched them. I'm not talking about the movies. I'm talking about these promos. Oh, the promos. Yeah, just stop watching the promos. Yeah, I know. I have. Why are you watching them? I mean, they're good. I'm not anymore. They're good. I, well, I like the that's promos. That's what I'm saying. Is I put on the, this promo for the friendship one, and I didn't even finish it. It was like two and a half minutes long, and I turned it off. I got fed up with it because it started to feel like a commercial. I'm an old man. Well, it is a we're commercial. spoiled. I know. Yeah. We're spoiled, and that's a great point. Pete, <laughs> this commercial, this commercial feels like a commercial. This commercial sort of feel like an advertisement. What but are they it, trying to sell me here? Friendship? I, Ugh. I can be Why unbearable to watch anything with that's not on a streaming platform, and I think streaming platforms have have uh, spoiled me because when I watch, I don't have Hulu Premium or whatever. So when Chris and I watch Hulu, there are ads, and it doesn't matter what the ads for; it makes me angry. Really? I feel like somebody's trying to manipulate me and making me feel like an idiot. Like I don't know that they're trying to manipulate me. Uh-huh. And that same kind of anger riled up in me when I was watching a Star Wars thing. So and you were how you, you were wilding feeling. out. You were like, oh, I was, out. I was like, I, was going I don't care about these friends. I don't care about um, these friends. 
Yeah. But that being said, I mean, I get that that's, you know, that's for a different subsect of the fandom. And I haven't watched any of the TV spots or anything like that. And, you know, there are people who are, who are going to watch everything and ingest every scrap they can before the movie. And that's how they get enjoyment out of it. I totally understand that. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the marketing is starting to. Here's something that pissed me off about the marketing, okay? Mm. And this isn't marketing for that. This is, like, articles about the Mandalorian. Did you know they named the Mandalorian, like, a month ago? Well, Pedro Pascal dropped a name in an interview. Yeah. The day after the first episode came out. And they're just, like, using this name left and right. I'm like, I don't want to know that. Yeah. I Well, I've only seen it in um, in regard to that interview, but... Because when I watch... When we watch these episodes, we don't record immediately after. So Mm-mm. I'll read a couple articles in The Mandalorian and be like, that takes dumb. Shut up. <laughs> and then they tell me his name and I'm like, I didn't want to know that. That name's yeah. dumb to begin with. If I, I've got to say. If that, guy's name, if that was my name, I would be called I The Mandalorian say, too. We're not, we're not going to say on this podcast yet. I think once it's out in official marketing materials or something like that, we can talk about it or it comes out in the episode. But I will say, if it is the name, the name he said in the interview, it yeah, it's, it's a pretty dumb It's name. dumb. Now, granted, we're going to be upset at whatever little Yanni's name really is. Oh, you mean the child? Yeah, the child. Um, whatever they decide little Yanni is canonically, it's going to piss mm-hmm. me off. So, It depends. Uh, yeah, probably. I would like... Man, we're well, being we're really being some I negative like Nancy. <laughs> I like Star Wars, but let me just complain. And here's my soapbox. How the hell did I get a soapbox? What is this? That's true. Yeah. I mean, I turn on the mic and then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, oh, I'm sitting down on a stool to talk on the mic. And then I look down 50 seconds later. I'm saying a soapbox. How this happened? Listeners, we record these episodes back to back. <laughs> so we recorded yes. Resistance just 30 minutes ago. If that. Yeah. And Josh was warm and kind. He was making gingerbread cookies for orphans no, or something. No, 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 no. And Not cookies. Now gingerbread. He's making gingerbread, gingerbread for like orphans. Well, this one's for me to test, and then if it turns and out good, I'm gonna make it. Now he wants to burn down the internet. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, burn it down. Because burn down the of internet. friendship and lack of acknowledgement of the prequels. So the lack of acknowledgement of the prequels is just a side effect of why the marketing feels disingenuous to me. Disingenuous is the word. It feels manipulative. It feels disingenuous. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think to me, force awakens the marketing, they knocked it out of the park. I think every movie since then, the marketing has, has been left wanting and there is no further proof than the slow and steady decline of the Blu-ray covers of these movies. What was the poster for last (laughs) Jedi? You think you know it? But then look at the Blu-ray. That's what the posters are moving stuff around. There's like 50 different versions of that poster. And the Blu-ray for Solo? That cover? Oh my gosh. No. I hate that. Just like, what are you doing over there? Blu-ray. Just get Drew Strews to draw a poster. Blu-ray. Oh, I'm so mad. Hey. Just as mad as you are. Just put a pad in all over the place because I'm so mad. Ugh. Ugh. Go back to your laser disc, old man. Ugh, laser disc. Ugh. Anyway. Chapter five. No, 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 no. So before Ugh. we get into that, I, talk to you? Um, 
our next episode is actually going to come out Wednesday. Right, on Wednesday. Wednesday. With the next episode of The Mandalorian. Um, because... Yeah, so we always have our episodes come out. We talk about the previous <laughs> episode the day the new episode comes out. So our episode covering episode one came out the day chapter two came out. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, this will come out the day chapter six comes out. Chapter six is coming out on Wednesday because they don't want you at home on Disney+. Plus. They want you to watch that friendship promo and then go to the theater and watch Rise of yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, they want you to still pay for Disney+. Plus. Yes, yes. So first, Unless first, you're with Verizon, first, then you want Verizon to pay for first Disney+. First, pay for Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, get the three-year bundle or get the Hulu, ESPN+, Plus, Disney+, Plus bundle. Then... Put that down, watch it mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and then put it down and go see episode nine. Mm-hmm. So we will have an episode coming out on Wednesday for all you yes. Pedro boys, um, our leagues and leagues of fans. Um, you're right. going to get a special so special little treat on Wednesday. What are you talking Oh, yeah, an early episode. So tentative schedule. This episode, it should be it should be. Friday the 13th? What? Whoa, spooky. This episode come up Friday the 13th. And then usually we alternate Pope Boys, Pedro Boys, Pope Boys, Pedro Boys. But because the Mandalorian's coming out on Wednesday, December 13th is this episode. Our next episode will be on Chapter 6, and that'll be December 18th. 6, 6, 6. December 19th, Pope Boys is regular. And then probably December 23rd, that Monday there, we'll release an episode on Episode 9 in our, our reactions to that. And then back to our regularly scheduled Thursday, Friday schedule for the finale. Of, finale yeah, comes the finale. out the 27th. Right. Yeah. Because six is this yeah. week. Seven is Wednesday. Oh, right. Then, but our finale episode won't come out till the third. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah. So isn't that cool? I'm saying, isn't that interesting? Do you write that on your calendar? Did you get that on your calendar? Look. I don't even think people I've have had a calendars Star Wars anymore. calendar for the last Four years. Oh. Force Awakens calendar. Rogue One calendar. Last Jedi calendar. I'm currently on the last page of my solo calendar. I'm looking at this episode nine calendar. It's a it's a little garbagey. Like the other ones were just pictures of characters. That's enough. That I can have that in my workplace and feel like whatever. Look, it's Ray. It's Kyle Ren. Look at that. I can have it. But this 2020 calendar is pictures of characters but they're like snipped out put on like a dumb background and then it'll say stuff like rebels force be with you like weird spray paint font i'm not getting that i'm gonna get a calendar with some bonsai trees on it because that was the best 2020 calendar i could find i guess maybe dinosaurs or sharks i don't know this brad skywalker calendar is no good um. <sighs> okay. Chapter five. Yeah. Cool. What was the name of this chapter? You want to say something about Blu-ray again? <laughs> it's hanging in there. Um. You're hanging by a I thread. I mean, look. Uh. Hey, go ahead. I didn't, go ahead. I, get something on Criterion Collection. I, on 4K I'm really enjoying this roller. Oh, you can. I'm really enjoying this roller coaster that you're putting me through. Um. Right. High highs, low what lows. What is the name of this chapter? So this is chapter five, and right. it is called? called the Gunslinger. Which isn't really uh, a, interesting. I, it's probably the worst name of the one so far. Um, well, actually, I guess you know, sanctuary really wasn't a sanctuary, so, um, and he wasn't a gunslinger by any means. Um, but well, who's the gunslinger? Right. Good point. 
Dun, dun, dun. So, the official description, um, short but sweet, the Mandalorian helps a rookie bounty hunter who is in over his head. Um, now, are all those things true? Yeah. I, I would, if I were going to change some stuff, um, stupid Mandalorian name helps a <laughs> rookie dweeb who doesn't know what he's doing. That's how I would describe this um, episode. But that's just me. Um, I am giving it the benefit of the doubt because um, friend of the show, uh, Dave Filoni, was the one that uh, directed wrote this. and directed. Wrote and directed. This is the first episode not written by enemy of the show, John Favreau. So there's some stuff I don't like. I'm going to share it um, and talk a little... Um, industry background on why this certain person was picked um but we'll get into that so totally um we start off with a space battle that was shown in the trailer yeah remember all those uh cool speculation we had about maybe that was a mandalorian ship and yada yada yeah um it wasn't and it was a guy who's wearing like a rebel helmet is the most regular bounty hunter ever, yeah. which I guess is kind of good, though. I mean, like, every bounty hunter can't be the most interesting-looking guy in the room, as two of the three bounty hunters in this episode prove. Yeah, but also, I mean, we've seen plenty of, like, unrecognizable bounty hunters. I mean, Mando mm. killed, like, 30 of them in episode yeah. three. So we're in this um, battle. Um, for some reason, they have... They're talking to each other, so it really feels like this is like the Star Wars equivalent of like fisticuffs, where both of them are like, "Oh, here you see, you know, ha, ha, ha. Um, but the Mando is losing the majority of this. He is trying to get into a better position. The bounty hunter makes the mistake of saying the Mando's uh, signature line, although I don't know why this bounty hunter would know that. Uh, but it pisses him off enough that he destroys the Mandalorian without, but there is a cost to it. So his ship gets clocked. Yeah. Yeah. He wins, but ships real, real bad looking. So he has to find a place to get it fixed up. And where does he go? He goes to Tatooine. Geonosis. Tatooine. He goes to Tatooine. Um, I've seen a bunch of people complain like, oh, are there any other planets? And I'm like, shut up. (laughs) It's just like it's Star Wars. The guy that's like in charge of Clone Wars and was George Lucas's like bro. Like he can pick Tatooine if he wants to. Like shut up, dweebs. So he Um, and I real quick. I yeah, I I just briefly logging into the Poboy's Twitter account without really reading too much in anything. I did see on Friday morning that. There seemed to be some sort of negative reaction to the episode. Um, I didn't look into what the issue was. I suspect it was one of two things, one of which being Tatooine or whatever. But it's, I kind of back it's mostly been, it's anyway. mostly been the um, sheer amount of fan service this episode was. I would imagine that there are probably 20, 30 plus Easter eggs. Not in a million years would I have imagined that was a problem. Because I, I thought it was incredibly tastefully done, considering they were going 
to Mos Eisley and, you know, recreating a set verbatim. Well, people can that, play, you know, people can play in like, I, one complaint I saw was they go, are there not any other bars in Mos Eisley? They have to go to the <laughs> same exact bar because the hangar that Han was in was like 89 and the one that mm. he's in is like 34 or vice versa. And mm. that is a complaint I saw. And it's just like, shut up, dweeb. Like, Look, just all due respect to dweebs. Sure. Folks who are distressed by fan service in this show. But like, shut up. You're watching a show with a guy running around in a Boba Fett helmet. What do you think the Mandalorian is? Yeah, shut up, dweebs. Oh, boy. Um, not, not in a million years did I assume that that was the problem. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, I thought I thought Tatooine was tastefully done. I liked that they didn't go too deep into it. We, you know, Because this is the first time, canonically, we're seeing Tatooine since Jabba the Hutt was killed. That's a huge thing. That's a huge blow to the e- ecosystem and the social system of this planet. Couldn't tell. Uh, and we don't couldn't get tell. any blatant... Well, I'm sure you couldn't. You can read into it. I mean, that cantina was pretty empty, and, you know, I'm sure there's stuff you can read into it. Um, but I, I did not feel beat over the head by any means. I mean, I, I yeah, I thought it was well done. I genuinely got excited seeing the pit droids, which I never thought I would. That was kind of goofy of me. Um, and I think... Uh, Amy Sedaris' character, uh, her name, Peli Moto. <laughs> she was great. Mechanic. I didn't know she, she was. I didn't I, know she was in the she show. She had that Ripley hair going on. Yeah. Like Sigourney Weaver and Alien. And I thought her, she looked ripped from A New Hope in a, in, in a way that I don't think you could ever. It's like when James Earl Jones reprised the role of Darth Vader for Star Wars Rebels is the first time since, you know, five seconds at the end of Revenge of the Sith, that you hear James Earl Jones do the voice and say new lines. And I remember hearing and going, oh, that's Darth Vader, because we all have a Darth Vader impression in our mind. But it's broad strokes. And actually hear James Earl Jones do it, there's just an infinite amount of nuance in just his voice. It's That's the voice of Darth Vader. And so, to me, yeah, Amy Sedaris' character in this and her costume and her hair and the whole vibe just looked ripped from a new hope from the Tatooine of yore in a way that I could never have come up with. Like it's a, I, you know, no contrivance of mine would have been able to assemble something that appeared that organic to me. It seemed so very Tatooine. Like she could have been in the background in a new hope and would not have stood out in the So slightest. when he gets very when, well done costume design, when he that. gets into the hangar, um, it's the same exact shot from the original. Um, with right, I saw um, that. and then the bar is the same bar. Um, it is controlled by droids, and it is significantly right. It's no um, significantly less populated, mm-hmm. and um, you can attribute that to the guild doesn't operate on Tatooine. Now, the only thing we know from any other Star Wars material is that um, there was an uprising. And they overthrew the huts um, right after episode six. So um, other than that, the degree of the law in Tatooine is not really known. Um, But there is like in um, Aftermath books, um, which is these stupid books about Snap Wexley. 
Um, <laughs> there are chapter like previews of various parts of the galaxy. So, um, what's the zookeeper in episode six's name? When like Luke kills the monk, oh, the yeah, the rancor keeper. keeper. I don't know his name. Um, he's just like moping around in the desert, and then somebody finds him and is like. Jabba had the zoo. We need somebody to take care of the pets. And then the Rancor Keeper's like, oh, I found my purpose again. And then there's another person that, like, becomes the law that's, like, insinuated to be Boba Fett or to have taken Boba Fett's right, armor. Right, just, like, wearing the armor or Yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. So that's literally all we know about Tatooine. Um, he's looking for work, um, like a real dum-dum, being like, hey, just looking to find a job here. <laughs> Remember how the last episode ended with him realizing that the whole galaxy is hunting the little baby and they will literally shoot it in the head if he leaves it alone for five seconds? Well, this episode starts with him leaving it alone immediately. Yeah, so nobody said he was a good dad or even a, Very even a good big brother. Um, we don't really know their relationship at this point. But um, Jweeb of the Week, uh, what's his name? Dweeb of the week. Where? Toro Calican. Mm, that sounds that's, that Earring sounds guy. about. Um, yeah. Toro Calican. Who's yeah. played by Jake Cavanaugh. Cannaval. Cannavale, um, I think. I can't help but wonder if it's Bobby Cannavale's son. son. It is. Oh, yeah. boy. Um, because. I do love me some Bobby Cannavale. Um, when. Do you remember? Um, this was probably like a year ago at um, the pasta-making party that um, Pedro was throwing, Bobby just kept mm-hmm. talking to Dave about him. He was like... That's right, Bobby was yeah, there. Because he, you know, we're all trying to make um, you know, some tortellinis, and then Bobby, mm-hmm. he just went... Sh- from scratch. <clears throat> from scratch. Um, flour imported from Italy, as you do. And he just couldn't talk, like, keep talking about Jake. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, shut up about your son, Jake. Like, <laughs> nobody cares. Um, which, I don't know. I mean, maybe because my dad never bragged about me to his friends. That's, like, a little trigger to me. But mm. it did not surprise me to see little Jakey um, in that episode. So um, yeah. the dweeb Toro Calican is like, hey, I got a job for you. And then he's like, let's kill this super deadly assassin. And then the Mando's like, hard pass. Good luck, dead man walking. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, come on, I need your help. I need your help. I'll give you the money. And this guy needs a bounty to get into the guild. He's not in the guild yet. I guess you have to prove yourself to get into the guild. So that's what he's trying to do. He doesn't even need the money. It shouldn't be that hard to get into the guild because... The Mandalorian killed like thirty of them. Yeah, yeah. You so, think. like, you think you that they think. would want more people in it? Who can say? So the two of them go out, and he's saying, "Oh, I'm hunting for Fennec Shand, this assassin." And the Mandalorian knows exactly who that is, and you know, they're a tough customer. Mandalorian's got no interest in that, but he needs money, and the guy's willing to give him the whole bounty. He just needs to get into the bounty hunter guild. So the two of them set off. Kind of thought they'd go on swoop bikes. Seems like they're just kind of regular, but well, I don't know. Maybe they oh, are. Swoop they're the bikes, bikes that and they're, they're the ones bikes. that Anakin went on um, when he went to search for that's his true. mom. They're, no, yeah, that's a good point. They're not swoop bikes. Or are they? The bikes from Episode Two: Shadows of the Empire. 
Yeah, I'm not talking about those though. I'm no, no, no. Like Shadow it's legit. It's bike. legit. The bikes that Anakin uses when he's going for his mom. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. Chris pointed that out as well. I just, yeah. I thought. I think if this had been animation, they'd have been dropping some Shadows of the Empire references. I guess those ones don't look too different. Anyway, they head out. Yeah. So little. Little, yeah, them. so little Dweeb sees um, little Buddy, little Yanni um, before. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and then we just watch him show that he knows literally nothing. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to take cover. He doesn't know how to find a clue. He doesn't know how to negotiate <laughs> with Tuscan Raiders. He's a racist. <laughs> I mean. Little dweeb Toro Calican, he like I if you if you don't like if you're supposed to not like him, they're doing a they're doing a really <laughs> good job, at least on my end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't thrilled, the, but I think that I I do think that was kind of by design. I think he's supposed to be kind of a young upstart, cocky but incompetent type of dude. Um, two of them end up taking on Fennec. Shand, who is a true BA, sniping them from afar, has a very cool helmet, uh, proves she is very capable, but yada, 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 maneuvering, secrets, flares, night cover. Uh, they're able to get the jump on her. Very cool sequence, by the and way. Then, yes, fantastic fight sequence. Again, right after the excellent Cara Dune fight sequence last week, some really cool fisticuffs. There's not a lot of straight-up fisticuffs in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, um, it's so not super... I mean, fights. she wins, obviously, but he puts up his own, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Um, yeah. Uh, for such a such dweeb. A dweeb. Um, yeah, and played by Ming-Na Wen, we should mention, of Asia's Shield, and she was the voice of Mulan. And her character uh, is uh, Fennec Ra. Shan, sorry. Said it like four times. Fennec, Fennec Um um And... Then they capture her, but they're down a speeder bike, and yep. for some reason, go get a um, he's willing to go get the Dubok. Yeah, the and is, then yeah. Fennec Shand basically talks this dweeb into you know going after the Mandalorian. Except right, she's like, oh yeah, by the way, that dude's armor is worth more than I am. Except twist, 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 yeah. twist, um. She gets betrayed by him as he's about to release her. Right. She's like, yeah, let me go. I'll help you take this dude out. And then he's like, yeah, I'm not an idiot. You would kill me. So he shoots her dad, presumably dead anyway. And is like, thanks for the tip. I'm going to. Um, and she she also makes mention of like, oh, yeah, he just shot his way off of his plant. Norvara, I guess. Navarra. Yeah, Norvara. Norvara's a club in Norfolk. Um, that. Yeah, and so she's got some background that, you know, this guy's wanted and that it's rumored that he's with a child that has a big bounty. Lil Dweeb has seen the child. Yeah, so Navarro. He's like, oh, but wait, thank you for the tip. I'm going to kill you now. Which is what I thought, watching the episode, I assumed that people were perhaps distressed about that. Uh-huh. Because Ming-Na Wen's a fantastic actress and very capable combatant, as she's proven in numerous episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they really, you know, they it was a whole announcement. Entertainment Weekly had an article, oh, Ming-Na Wen is going to be on the show. And it seems like kind of a one-and-done thing. And it's one of these instances of bringing in, you know, a very cool, tough woman of color. And then she's done in an episode or whatever. 
more on that to come. But I assumed that's maybe what people were upset about. So then to find out that it was like, oh, too much, too much, Tatooine, oh. Like, oh, all right, get out of here. So Mandalorian goes back to the repair shop. Oh, and Amy Sedaris has been babysitting Lil Yanni. And oh, she's she likes him gets, a lot. Yeah, oh, she's yeah, she's doesn't? a. Amy Sedaris has gotten gets to be Star Wars fandom in this episode. Yeah, she um is a big little Yanni fan. And she's, mm-hmm. you know, first she's like, I'm gonna charge him double or extra yeah. um for, for babysitting. babysitting. But no, she's she's a big, big fan of little Yanni. Um and to mm-hmm. get him some fo- his some food with bones. Yeah. Okay, look, we gotta speed this up. Mandalorian kills the dweeb, gets the little child back, saves a day. He's able to pay Amy Sedaris. I don't know with what. Did he just have that no, gold no, already? No, no, no. It I was um, Toro Calcan's money. Oh, he yeah, took it from so he okay. took it from okay. his corpse. Gotcha. Okay. And they set off again. They're off again. As every episode now ends. They come, they get in trouble, they leave. So... This is a point I was beginning to allude to in our last episode of Poe Boys, where we talked about the most recent episode of Star Wars Resistance. I've got an issue with Resistance because I feel like the show is aimless. I feel like I don't understand what the intent of the show is from episode to episode, or even as a whole, as an entity, what is that show trying to be? So, similar, like, there, there are episodes this season of Resistance. It doesn't matter where you put them. They go anywhere. They're not, you know, and, and it wouldn't really matter. And I would say the same is true of at least the last two episodes of Mandalorian. I mean, there's, you know, it it is moving into this less, vaguely less serialized thing where if I were a viewer, I could tune in at any given week and I wouldn't need to know all of this stuff. The background is there's a dangerous man and he has taken a child as his reward, as his charge. And he's just traveling around, trying to keep the child safe, trying to keep ahead of the law. And But that's enough. Like, I get that. This show, to me, it, this episode cemented this show's intent to be a callback to serialized television and serialized films where you were just dropping in week to week on an adventure. And you had the bare bones of what was going on. And you'd hop in. You know, the Star Trek of old, you don't, you don't need to know a plethora of information. It's a five-year mission. There's scientists on a five-year mission. That's what you need to know. And at any given week, you drop in, and you have just enough information to not be lost, and then every week they have an adventure. And this seemed, this is seeming very similar to me. It's, you know, the Lone Wolf and Cub movies that this uh, series borrows very heavily from. It's a manga that they turn into a series of movies. Same kind of thing. You know, the first movie, there's an inciting incident that establishes that status quo, but by and large, you can kind of hop around those movies and you just need to know, you know, it's an assassin. He's got his little baby son in a stroller. They wander around Japan. They take on contracts. Uh, and I really liked that. I, you know, I'm, I think like almost like a, or like a James Bond movie or something. It doesn't matter what order you watch them in. The last few movies aside, of course, they're doing something different with that. But they're, you know, you just, you know, he's a super spy. You drop in. You got what you need. Um, so I appreciate that, and it's it's uh, again, it's not a, a lot of information, but it's enough. And for me, when I'm watching another show, Star Wars Resistance, those bones aren't there. And you don't need a lot of them, but you need some. 
You need just the slightest bit of a track to slide into before the train leaves the station, you know? For for me, I agree with you with the gunslinger and his child kind of mentality for it. I'm curious mm-hmm. that we haven't really been cued into what his purpose is. Um, like, is Tatooine just because it's the closest there, or is he actually trying to find somebody? Now, there is a rumor that the penultimate episode, which comes out Wednesday... Do I want to um, hear this? It's supposed to have some Rise of Skywalker tie-in. Do I want to hear um, this? Oh, okay. The one that's yeah, coming out on Wednesday. Yeah, there's supposed to be some tie-in. Right, it's going to be the episode where Kylo Ren kills Yanni. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be, be the, the, end, that'll be the end of this Yoda. podcast. Uh, at least Pedro boys. <laughs> um, and then that'll be the start of my Kylo hate account um on twitter mm-hmm. um kylo sucks i'm sure it'll i'll have to get like a number to it because there'll be so many after um him taking out little yanni yeah so a side effect of this sort of serialized thing ties into the thing that i mentioned earlier which is what i assumed people were upset about on twitter which is ming Wen's character being a kind of a one and done similar to you know, they, they were like, oh, we're going to have Nick Nolte, we're going to have Gina Carano, we're going to have Juan Carlos Esposito, we're going to have Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, notwithstanding, like, because this is a serialized show, because it travels around all over the place uh, and is sort of episodic, I guess episodic and serialized are not the same thing, but, you, you know, because of the nature of the show, we are getting a lot of actors and actresses that pop up and then they're done. We're not getting a lot. We're getting, you like, know. three or one actor per episode. Which is... A lot when it's live action, and it's this kind of uh, I've heard it referred to as burning, burning actors, or you know, you have actors refs, you're like, oh, I don't want to burn you on this. You know, it's when you pop up in one of these big franchises, that's it. You know, I mean, now when is this is who she is in Star Wars? I mean, it's not necessarily true that she won't have another role. There, there are you know, actors in the Marvel universe who have been able to pop up, but it's you know, but it's it's frustrating because. Like, to me, the prime example is Maz Mikkelsen, who's one of my favorite actors. He's fantastic in Rogue One, but, like, that's who he is in Star Wars now. I'm not going to see Maz Mikkelsen in another Star Wars thing. It'd be very unlikely. And as much as I think, be like, oh, Maz Mikkelsen could be the big bad villain for a whole trilogy. But, like, that's not it. He got burned on him already. And he did a great job. It was a great role. But, like, you know, that's it. Um, and now with there being so much Star Wars... I think we're going to see a lot of, you know, a lot of people won't be involved in Star Wars. And it's just like some of them aren't going to have trilogy spanning roles. Uh, I, I just know. think anyway, I, I, burning actors, I think that, that there are note. plenty of actors that are well deserving and can provide unique and interesting perspectives to the movies and TV universe. But that's just, that's just me being oh, hashtag woke and. I think that's where we're going to end. So if you want to reach us, poboyspowercast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, at poboyspodcast, uh, 